This series is a story about Daniel. He struggled with anxiety and low self-worth. He lived with experiences he didn't understand or could share. That is, until he met me, Leslie. I helped Daniel make sense of his life and harness his power. Within a week, his whole life changed. This program shows what happened and what Daniel learned. Find out how you can do it too. Join Daniel and I as we share how to harness personal growth to transform your world. Welcome to Valuable Insight. Perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. Colin C. Powell. Hello, friends. Hello again. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about overqualification. Let's talk about opening doors. You know what? As a career coach, somebody who has worked with people in their careers and helped them move forward to open new doors they never even knew existed, there are some professionals, some people, some young people who fall in the trap of believing that they have to get a degree, they have to get qualifications, they have to have a certain pedigree, maybe a last name, that will get them the things that they want, get them the opportunities they want, jobs, relationships, whatever that might be. And here we're going to talk to you about what really opens the doors. I think what opens the doors is presentation. 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 Mm. There is a lot of things in the world. I'll put in an example myself. I came from Germany to Texas for a week Mm -hmm. for training to become an HR generalist. Okay. And when I came here... Things were amazing. I could spew the information back of what I had learned. Do you know what I mean? So the the Friday of the week, they interviewed me. Two days later, I had a job offer in my email, an offer letter. And in this position, it requires you to have a bachelor's degree. I don't have a bachelor's degree. You don't have a bachelor's? Not on the American system. On the German system, I do, but it doesn't qualify in the American system because our education systems are so different. Yeah. But we'll think American-wise. I don't have a bachelor's degree in America. I do have a high school diploma, and that's all I have. And I felt like, should I do it? Should I not? Because me coming as an outsider in, I look at the education system and I always think, well... I guess I must not be good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because America's so hard on their students. Mm-hmm. Bachelor's degree is everything. Don't do an accredited college because that prepares you for the workforce, but it doesn't really give you the dream job you want. Oh. And that's a lot about what I learned about coming here, you know? In Germany, it's 50-50. It's schooling and work. Like, how much... How much um, God, how are you saying English now? How much um, experience do you have in the workforce? Yeah. And what degree do you have that could benefit it? Yeah. And so when I hear people say, oh, they're overqualified, they're overqualified, that can be true in certain positions. If you went in to say, oh, I want to be the manager of Walmart, we know you are overqualified for that position. <laughs> we know. Because you have such an extensive, extensive background. But... Today in our society, we don't have enough of the education or the people who want the job are not working in the field that they should be working in. Mm -hmm. If you go to school to become an IT technician, why would you want to be an HR manager? Or why would you want to work as an office admin? 
because you are technically there overqualified. Mm -hmm. But they should still give them an opportunity in that field with potential of growing somewhere else in a different field. So how do you present yourself though? Because you're somebody who is a horse riding champion. Mm-hmm. Work with celebrities, train the best and beautiful, most expensive horses in the world to going to changing your whole career. It was hard. It was hard because the thing is I had to balance out. Is the horse world going to take me everywhere I need to go? Is the horse world crashing? Is it going to last forever? Because I am still a little old body in the horse world. I'm nothing like the top of the top. The top of the top, I've been doing this year after year after year, going to the same horse shows, going to the same thing, winning and winning and winning. There's way more than just a world show, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But how I presented myself for this job was, I have a work ethic. I have been strict on my schedules. Clean myself up. I pay attention. I don't lack detail for anything. I'm like, let me get this done, let me push through, let me work through it. I am very project oriented because of the horses. Yes. You have a time frame to meet. You have to have a, a checklist of things that you need. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I go into an interview, I present myself as I am, as a horse rider. Yes. Because everything else is just an added bonus. Oh, I've worked on HR. Okay, cool. I mean, I come from a very humble beginning. I work for for four years, fit into a management position. After that management position, I slid right into an aviation company, into an office admin slash HR position. Yeah. And I had only worked for the company a little under two years. Mm. And then I got slotted in a corporate HR position, which is handling the world or contracts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was it's busy, it's heavy. But how I present myself is what you see is what you get. There is no if, ands, or buts about what I know or what I can do in my position. I just give it to them facts, and they either love me or they hate me. And it's hard in this day and age because employers are really critical on people. And 99.9% .9 of the time, an employer already has somebody they, have, they want in mind. Okay. And you go to interview, and you're just a placeholder. Oh, okay. I had five interviews today, but, you know, we really want so-and-so. Oh, believe me, I understand. You know, as a career coach, what you just said was transferable skills. Mm -hmm. Look for those transferable skills. There are some people who believe, well, if I have this education, if I do this, then I will finally. And most circumstances and most times it does not work out that way. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't really care about where you went to school or what you do. MBAs today are a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. A law degree, dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is the most important thing that opens the doors are what you say, those transferable skills. It's the energy that you bring. Are you the type of person that I want to work with? Mm -hmm. Are you the type of person that I want to collaborate with? Are you the type of person that I want to see eight hours a day or mm -hmm. more? And are you someone that I want to share my life with? And it mm -hmm. feels in so many ways like, you know, you're, you're interviewing a family member or a partner, but it really is a question about what do I bring to the table? And it goes much more than the skills that you know, mm -hmm. or the actual like job skills, like I typing. Agree. And 
for me, I am very much overqualified. <laughs> I've, I've, I've qualified for jobs. I remember one time I did an interview and I was called in for a career position for a global satellite company. And I had seven interviews and the HR person was like, you are on point, you're perfect for it. And I had all these interviews with all these women and I did well, I didn't get the job. And I knew that, you know what? Even though on paper, everything matched, I wasn't feeling the person who would be my boss. Wow. And I was just like, mm, this isn't right. Even though he called me and said, you know what? Like, I just don't understand why and I'm really disappointed to tell you this. I was like, it's okay. I gave it all my best, but not every job is gonna be right for you, even if you absolutely are a perfect fit. And it really comes with knowing yourself and what you bring to the table. I needed to work with people who are dynamic, who are positive, and I wanted to have a really good time with who I was working with. And to be honest, I saw her eyebrows, they were over tweezed, and I knew immediately she was a control freak. <laughs> and I just didn't want to work with her. I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very honest. I saw her eyebrows and I knew control freak. And a lot of the things are when you go in for an interview. You're feeling people out. I did not mm -hmm. care what kind of education or how long she's been in the job. Absolutely. I saw those eyebrows and I was like, nope. We not today. I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, how my boss really got me pulled in was she related to me. I'm from Germany. I was like, oh my God, something in common. I didn't stop to think twice about, is this the move I want to make? Is this whatever? I just jumped. I was like, oh my God, she's German. So let me jump on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so <laughs> I think when we talk about qualified or overqualified, I think there's a lot of overqualifications happening. Yeah. Because people are settling for less than what they deserve. Well, what criteria are we judging, honestly? <laughs> Well, I think we need to judge on education and skills. I mean, that's the biggest thing that needs to be there. I think we are, I think in a society, it depends on what field you're going into. If you want to be a doctor, of course I need to see a degree. You ain't going to just jump in and be a doctor. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, I can't just be like, oh, you went to San Diego Community College. Well, I'm going to an unaccredited school. And to be quite frank, it's... It's just as good as values if I went to an Ivy League school, which I know I would have gotten entry into. Mm. I'm going to be frank with you right now. I might differ in that in that opinion, but it's really about like what do you want to get out of any kind of interaction that you get? If it's the school that you're picking, does it meet your lifestyle? Does it meet who you want to be? Does it meet your spirit? Are you picking a job because you think it's going to make you a lot of money? Do you think that you need to to meet certain criteria to make certain people like you? Yeah, no. To make people accept you. And some people, and, and perhaps, yeah. perhaps I am getting a degree in an unaccredited law school because I want to show the world that you can be super successful mm -hmm. without a brand name, legal degree, or any kind of degree. I think that it's so important to show the world that it's not what the label of any organization or title or certification or diploma or whatever it's really the skills to pay the bills like you said it's like what did you learn what is your education absolutely not the education you bought but what did you get absolutely and that perspective that energy that passion is really what is bringing that maybe that's what i'm interpreting what you're saying yeah but it's really like what are you bringing to the table and are you relating to people in that right way? And I think a lot of people are scared to do things they've never done before or don't feel that they're qualified for. 
100%. Because they don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy enough. They don't, I don't think that they feel like they got the brand names. They don't have the designers or whatever it is. Will they accept me? I think the most fun you will ever have in any workplace or educational environment or in a group is when you are just unapologetically yourself. Amen, that's me today. This is H&M, this is Thrift Shop, and these are Old Navy, so I ain't even worried about people. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. You have to be yourself in this day and age. If a job expects you to be something you're not, it's not the job for you. I will not fake it till I make it because that's not living in my truth. If a, if a boss says, I need you to be like this, sorry, because I am Daniel Beavers. I am who I am. I have my life set up. If that job don't work out, on to the next. I mean, I'm not worried about it because if you're yourself, more people are going to love you for being yourself. And that's, that's true. Me. I love Daniel. Daniel's crazy. Daniel's fun. Daniel's unapologetically himself. So I'm not worried. When I went in for my job, they asked me a lot of questions and I was like, whoa, 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 calm down with the questions because it's too much. But I answered. And I went home and I talked to my parents. I was like, I don't know what to do. My dad's been with this company for over 35 years. Mm. That's pretty much his whole life. He's been with this company for so long. And I told him, I said, I don't think the company's for me. And he said, well, it's a stepping stone. Take the job, go forward. And so I said, okay, I will. And my life just happens to play out. Sometimes you have to take that risk, but don't settle for what's less. Don't feel like you're underqualified or overqualified because I don't like those terms. Right. Be you. And if you get the job, great. If you don't, <laughs> someone else is going to love you for you. Well, you're qualified no matter what. If, ultimately, yeah. I remember uh, we were at dinner with Frank and, and I said, you know, I think what I feel for you and your career, Frank, is that you want a career where you don't have to hang your soul at the door. Amen. You know what I mean? Hello, soul. All personality, all desires, all 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 things that make me happy. Just put it at the door, come in and you know, and it, it really is a conversation that everybody who's looking for a school or a job or some kind of vocation is like, Am I good enough? Or maybe I'm overqualified. Maybe I have to prove myself. Maybe I have to get a hundred degrees to make somebody see my value. I know mm. that I have done that in the past is like get all these certifications to prove that I know what I'm doing. It's like, I've always known what I'm doing. Ever since I was a little child, I could go into a room and nail on the head, the elephant in the room, what's making something wrong and finding a solution to make it right. I think we all have that intuitive sense. Yes, we all need education to enlighten ourselves, broaden ourselves, to expand on our passions, mm -hmm. but our, the education that we receive should not define us, should not say, well, this is as much as you could do. You only have this much education, this is as much you could do. Look at you, Celeron. I think he was like 23 when he took over Dior, when Dior died. 23, 26, like, designer. right? Incredible. So this is what I'm saying. It's like, and even at any age, even if you feel like you're older, if you're an older person watching this, Louise Hay didn't start her publishing company, Hay House, until she was like 67 and had gone through cancer. It's never too late. My dad was 45 when he got his aircraft and power plant license, which is what you need to work in the aviation unit. I mean, my dad is, he's up there in age too, but he did it and he's successful. I don't think it matters what age you are, you have a goal, you go out there and you achieve it. The biggest question is, what is overqualified to you? Do you feel like you had a fair shot at an interview at a job? If not, let us know. We want to know about that. 
Yeah. And do you feel good in your position you're in now, or do you want to change it? Yeah. Do you want to get those qualifications you need? We're interested in knowing your opinion on this. Yeah. Next time on Valuable Insight. So we have to get into a groove of listening to the voices in our head and recognizing what are we hearing? That's very true. We can train ourselves to have more positive self or constructive self-talk. It doesn't always have to be. That's the still small voice. That's your intuition. That's your Jiminy Cricket. That could be your conscience. Could be your spirit, your spirit guide, your, your souls from the other side. It could be a past love. It doesn't matter, but it's a still small voice.